sorrowful soul. Did you get that? Replenish every sorrowful soul. Oh, why art thou cast down, O my soul? Why art thou cast down? My friend, why should we give up and throw in the towel and be discouraged? Uh, the Holy Ghost, the Comforter, is still here and He's ready to do a fresh work and renew us tonight and this week so we can go back to work and finish our course with joy. Amen. Now, I want to just go back to the New Testament. I want to just take you on a little journey in no necessarily order that has blessed me tremendously. I'm so excited as an old man, I may get a run and go and see if I can jump over the pulpit and land on the floor over there and I'll kill myself, but it'd be a good way to go. I just feel that happy in the Lord. I just feel that energized tonight that God gave me this message because there's some people in here tonight that need to be refreshed. Like Peter said, that'll come if you'll repent. If you'll repent, and if I'll repent, there'll come a time of refreshing from the presence of the Lord. Now, I want to just take that word refreshing and refresh and thing, and I want to take you on a little journey through the New Testament, and I want to show you some things. And when I got to looking at it, I said, hey, this is, what's, uh, this is my life story. This is what I've lived out. And here it is in the Bible, and I never saw it before. Turn to Acts chapter 27 and verse number 3. Acts chapter 27 and verse number 3. The Word of God says, And the next day we touched down at Sidon. And Julius courteously entreated Paul and gave him liberty to go unto his friend to refresh himself. You underline that in your Bible, son. My friend, there's the refreshing of good friends. <laughs> Praise God, son. There's a lot of people come through your life. They say howdy do and goodbye and you never see them again. But boy, God brings some folks through that ain't never going to say goodbye. They with you through thick and through thin. When you're up and when you're down, when you're in and when you're out, uh, they're there. And I want to say to you tonight, I thank God for the refreshing of good friends. They gave Paul a chance to go get refreshed. And some of you tonight, it's already refreshed you just to see some of the people that you know that are here tonight. Amen. That refreshes me every time I go to church. Brother, don't tell me who I don't that I don't know who wasn't there yesterday and who wasn't there last night and who won't be there Wednesday night. And if you're not careful, that's all you'll think about, who ain't there. And that's all you'll pray for is who ain't there. But my friend, what about those that are there? Day in and day out, in season, out of season, they're there. Man, I tell you, My daughter back there had a bad wreck years ago with my two granddaughters in the car and it's a miracle they didn't kill all three of them. And uh, the word came and we went to the hospital in Slidell and to make a long story short, we had uh, a, a, a child and two grandchildren in three different hospitals. And, and man, I'm going to tell you what. And, and, and it means so much when you're sitting there in that waiting room and you don't know if your family's alive or dead because they won't tell you. 
But you see the door open in the emergency room and there comes that brother from church. There comes that sister from church. They don't even have to say nothing, bless God. They just come and sit down beside you and say, let me pray with you. I'm with you. That's refreshing. I tell you what, my oldest granddaughter's had two open heart surgeries. As a child, there was a defect in her heart. We had her over at the Children's Hospital in New Orleans. Uh, and there they took that little baby in for her first open heart surgery. Boy, Grandpa and Grandma was all uh, teared up. And Brother turned around and looked there in the waiting room. 25 and 30 people from the church show up. That's refreshing. That's refreshing. It's refreshing, my friend, to have some friends in your life. I mean those people that come to stay. And boy, we ought to appreciate one another. We ought to appreciate those that's held their hands up. We ought to appreciate those that have stood with us. I've been uh, preaching at the same church for almost 50 years. I'm the founding pastor and the only pastor. Uh, we was talking about that on the way up here. Uh, the member that drove me up said, you're the only pastor I've ever had. God saved him out of Catholicism. He said, you're the only pastor. I said, listen, let me tell you the rest of the story. Uh, outside of a year and a half, y'all the only members I've ever known. Praise God, son. You develop a, a closeness uh, and a unity. Uh, I, I thank God that He let me stay at the same church uh, and see generation number two and generation number three come into this world and see family serving God. We have a little youth choir sings on Sunday night and the other night we got all of them that's ever sung in the youth choir up there. Some of them we had to almost help up there, but they finally made it. But man, I looked at uh, two and three generations. I've been in the youth choir. That's refreshing to a preacher. And man, when I get up there on Sunday and I'm on the platform and I look out and I see them doors open and I see you walk through the door, it refreshes me. I looked back there tonight and I saw two of our deacons come in the door. It refreshed me. I saw several of our preachers come in the door. It refreshed me. Man, I'm going to tell you what. I think of those times that I could have refreshed my friends better than I could have. Have you ever repented of not being the friend you ought to have been? Man, I mean, just sometimes we get so busy in ministry and so busy, busy trying to win the laws, we forget about the saved friends and neglect them. My friend, don't neglect those that stood with you and loved you. The people in Victory Baptist Church have loved me even when I wasn't the pastor I should have been, they kept loving me. Even when I failed, they kept loving me. And friend, I thank the Lord tonight for those friends, they refreshed me. Number two, Philemon. Uh, uh, Philemon uh, look over there. And, and let's see what else the Lord has got for us tonight. Look over in, in the book of Philemon. And uh, let's let the Lord speak to our heart. Man, I, and I hope and pray that we can all get refreshed here tonight. Don't you want to get refreshed? Boy, I want to get, I want to get refreshed so bad. I don't know what, what, what to do. Now listen. He's talking here uh, to some people. And he says, Yea, brother, in Philemon, verse 20, he says, Yea, brother, let me have joy of thee in the Lord. Refresh my bowels in the Lord. Now that bowels don't mean the bowels most country folks think it is. It means the inner person. 
the innermost being of a person. Uh, there's the refreshing of obedient brothers. The refreshing of obedient brothers. Everybody in the church ain't obedient. But thank God for those that'll say, Preacher, if you'll preach it out of the Bible, I'll try to live it. Instead of trying to take issue with it. Boy, I'm telling you what, you got something there that's going to take issue with everything you say. Isn't it amazing? You can preach 50 things right and one thing they don't agree with and they hit the door. Man, I'm going to tell you what. I mean, I thank God for those uh, that'll stick and stay and even put up with some preacher mistakes. My friend, listen, the refreshing of old obedient brother Jay, brother, let me have joy of thee in the Lord. Refresh my bowels, my uh, friend, listen, uh, in the Lord. Uh, thank God, old Paul got refreshed uh, because of the obedience. He said, brother, I know you'll do what I'd ask you to do. He said, I got confidence that you'll do what I asked you to do. Boy, I thank God for these deacons here tonight that are obedient brothers. Thank God for these preachers in here tonight that God sent to help me that are obedient brothers. Thank God for those uh, that are here tonight in whatever church you're in that's come and you obey the Word of God. As long as the preacher will preach the truth rightly divided, you amen him and say, I'll try to live it. Thank God that's refreshing. Boy, it's refreshing to a preacher for somebody to come up after they've preached and say, boy, I appreciate that. I needed that. That helped me. Amen. I, I, I asked one of our preacher brothers yesterday, last night after church, uh, what was the highest moment of his Christian life and what was the lowest moment of the Christian life. And he said, I think the, the highest moment of my Christian life is when I preach and somebody comes to me and say, Preacher, that helped me. I needed that. You see, sometimes we don't know who's going, who God's directing it to. We don't have information about everything that's going on in your life. But God does. I believe many times preachers have preached and helped me didn't have no idea what they're preaching on. They're just obeying the Lord. Amen. And boy, sometimes that's hard to do is just get up and just say, well, this is what the Lord said and I'm going to preach it. You don't know where it's going, but my friend, God does. Thank God for those that, that'll say, boy, that's refreshing. Look back in Romans chapter 15 and verse number 32. Romans chapter 15 and verse number 32. Uh, the Word of God says this, uh, that I may come unto you with joy. Notice how many times that word joy is along there with refreshing. That's what's going to be refreshed in you. David said, restore the joy of my salvation. He needed to be refreshed. He needed to be renewed. A man that's committed adultery and had her husband killed needs some renewal. He needs some work of God in his heart because he's feeling like a low-down, egg-sucking dog. I bet he's feeling low. The man of God came and said, Thou art the man. And boy, David repented. But he said, Boy, restore the joy of thy salvation unto me. Uh, I mean, boy, God refreshed old David and he kept using old David. Uh, uh, failure's not final unless you give up and won't repent. But if you'll repent, God can refresh you and renew you. You know, I was thinking, I was thinking tonight, sitting right back there. 
I was thinking we got the story of the prodigal son and how he went out in the far country and wasted his substance on riotous living. And then he came back to, to God came to himself. You got to come to yourself or you come back to God. And he came to himself down in the far country. And he came back to God. And the father ran and, and refreshed him. He refreshed him. He killed the fatted calf. Then he was laying down at his feet and he was expecting to get kicked and cursed and no telling what. And say, you sorry, low down, good for nothing son. I gave you that inheritance and you wasted it. Get out of here. No, he said, son, glad to have you home. Welcome back. And he refreshed him and he killed the fatted calf. Throwed a party for him. But that old older brother down there, that old self-righteous Pharisee, you can't hardly refresh them for nothing. Man, they puffed up about something all the time. They missed the party. Don't miss the party. Listen, son, everything in the Christian life ain't a party. But every once in a while, God will throw a party. He'll say, let's come and let's dine. And buddy, he's sure going to do it one day. He's going to throw a party for his children and say, welcome home. Praise God, son. The refreshment. Let me finish this up here. He said, now I beseech you, brethren, for the Lord Jesus Christ's sake and for the love of the Spirit. Verse number 30. Let's get down to verse 32. That I may come unto you with joy by the will of God and may with you be refreshed. You know what's, uh, you know what's even better than being refreshed yourself? is being refreshed with somebody else that you love. Man, I'm going to tell you what. I like it when me and my wife both get refreshed. I like it when revival's in the whole house. I like it when everybody else in the church is getting what I'm getting. I like it when I can enjoy the refreshing from the Lord with God's people. And he's saying, I, I, I'm refreshed uh, by uh, by the, those of you that are here, that I may come unto you with joy by the will of God. Now you underline that word, will of God. You let two children of God get in the will of God, there's going to be some refreshment happening. Amen. And they're going to be some, you say Jesus don't believe in that. I won't tell you what. The first miracle He performed was refreshments at a wedding. And don't tell me. Listen, Jesus will refresh you. If you'll get in the will of God, you'll find some refreshment. And somebody else get in the will of God. You can be refreshed together. Catherine, my wife and I have developed a little routine in our old age. And that is, I come home and eat dinner. And I lay down for a little while after dinner and rest and then I get up after dinner and after the rest time and go out on the back porch where we got a swing and I sit down on that swing and she comes out and sits there with me and we and we uh, y'all gonna laugh at this but that's alright I'm beyond anybody if you don't laugh at me go ahead and have at it but I got one of them tennis rackets out there and buddy I I'm an old baseball player and I'm in that swing waiting for one of them carpenter bees to come through. I don't know how many I've killed this year. But I'm death on them some. 
And man, I'm going to tell you what. I'm out there and me and my wife, neither one can't sing. But the other day, we was both in the will of God and in the Spirit. And we begin to sing. And we begin to have a good time. And I had that old tennis racket in my hand. And I turned that thing around. And I... I I was uh, acting like I was playing that thing. We had church on the back porch. We got refreshed. Boy, I'm going to tell you what. It'll help your house. It'll help your home. It'll help everything you need. If you and your wife will get together and pray and sing and shout, you can get refreshed. You may go to church the next night and it be dry as everything. That don't mean you can't go home and get refreshed. And your home may be dry as powder. That don't mean you can't get refreshed when you get to church. Thank God He's got more than one place you can get refreshed. But glory to God, hallelujah, if you got the kind of home that God's blessed you with where you can get refreshed at home and then hitch up and go to the house of God and get refreshed there, you're going. My friend, you've got something that money can't buy. Praise God, son, for a family. That's the kind of family I was raised in. I was telling you about the cotton patch. We was picking on one side of the field. The white folks was and the black folks was on the other side of the field. And we'd be sweating out there. Wouldn't be a breath of air blowing. And boy, we'd bend over, pulling that cotton, putting it in the sack. And we'd hear something coming from across that field. Swing low, sweet chariot. Coming for to carry me home. And I'm going to tell you, when you pick cotton all day, you get to thinking about that chariot. You get to praying for that chariot. You get to wanting, uh, I've been God to relieve you some kind of way. And boy, I knew what was fixing to happen. And man, I'd look at my brother and he'd grin. He'd look at me and I'd grin. We looked at mama and she'd grin. Got daddy fixing to come loose over there. I said, he'd come out of that sack. Lift them hands up and I'm looking at him. And he's saying, glory to God. Hallelujah. My daddy got fished in the cotton field. You can get fished anywhere. You get right with God and get to thinking about what God's done for you. It'll refresh you. I'll guarantee you. Well, I see some of you ain't got refreshed yet. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get refreshed for just a minute. Don't ever get too busy. You can't stop and get a drink of water and get refreshed. Boy, I was preaching up when I was a young preacher. I was preaching up north of Hattiesburg. Little old church packed out. No, no air condition. Middle of August. Man, it was hot. And I was a preaching, sweat was a rolling. Man, I'm telling you what, the next night I come in to preach, old fella, I'll never forget, I don't know his name. He walked up to me and he said, Preacher, he said, I hate to see an old dog get that hot. He said, Man, he said, it's just a killing me watching you up there. He said, I got you a little water under that pulpit. He said, Get you a drink every once in a while. And man, I'm going to tell you what. It, listen, when you get refreshed, you get to want to see other people get refreshed. And that becomes a ministry within itself. When you get ready to go to church, Lord, how and how and where and who can I help somebody and refresh them today? 
You don't ever know what folks are going through. If I know anything about Baptists, they know how to put on the church face. Because I know how to do it myself. But I want to tell you what, son, then they leave the church, son. My friend, husband, wife come in holding hand, arm around each other, ain't said a word all the way down there. Won't say a word all the way home. My friend, listen, my friend, I tell you what, we need to be refreshed and get in the will of God. All right, for I'm gonna keep trying till I get some of you to say praise the Lord, hallelujah, or, or get refreshed or or something. Amen. First Corinthians chapter sixteen and verse number eighteen. He said, "Let's read back up verse seventeen. For I'm glad of the coming of Stephanus and Fortinus and Achaicus, for that which was lacking on your part." They have supplied, for they have refreshed my spirit and yours. Therefore, acknowledge ye them that are such. Boy, wouldn't you like to have your name on that list of those that refreshed the Apostle Paul? Amen. I want my name on the list of those that refreshed the man of God. I want my name on the list. Man, I tell you, I lived with a preacher up until I got married. But I had plenty of chances to refresh him that I missed. Because I was living in my own world. I was living in a different world than he is living in. Even though we was living under the same house, under the same standards he had, that don't mean I was living and doing right when I wasn't with him. But friend, I'm going to tell you what, I'm sad for that tonight. But listen, boy, thank God, there's just some people in your life that they just look for every opportunity to refresh you. They just look for every opportunity. And that's what Paul's saying. Where, where you like, where you messed up, these people supplied what you didn't supply. And he said, listen, they, it was refreshing. They've refreshed me, and they will refresh you. Thank God for the refreshing of fellow helpers. They refresh my spirit and yours. Therefore, acknowledge them. Acknowledge them. Brother, I think it's right to acknowledge the people that's refreshing you. Write them a thank you note. Tell them something. Thank them for staying in it. Thank them for not quitting. Thank them for investing their life in your life. Man, I'm going to tell you, I, I was... Uh, we was uh, over there drinking coffee yesterday evening. Old boy came in. I remember when his mom and dad, his daddy got saved and he, he got out of the will of God and got out of church and, and, uh, and he, he got remarried and had a little boy and brought him back. But they come back to church and, and they brought that little boy up there. And he was wild as a Comanche Indian. And they brought him up there and they set him down. And he went into cultural shock when he heard an old-fashioned preacher hollering and screaming and, and trying to get folks to repent, uh, scared him to death. They couldn't get him to come back. I don't want to go back. I, I, I don't want nothing to do with that man. But thank God his mom and daddy kept bringing him, kept bringing him, taming him down a little bit at the time. And he come walking in that get a cup of coffee with us last night. He come in there and I looked at him and I said, what you know about faith? He wasn't at church yesterday morning. That's what I preached on. So 
He said, well, he said, I think this and I, I think that and it might be this and it might be that. I said, see what you missed because you worked this morning instead of being in church. And he said, oh, Brother Ricky, he said, they switched my shifts on me at Walmart and he said, uh, I, I'm so sorry. And I said, well, let me just tell you something, son. I said, he's 20-something years old now. He's a grown man. I'm going to tell you what. I said, listen, uh, you ain't never going to miss one time that I don't know it. You ain't never going to miss one time uh, that I'm not going to be praying for you. You're not going to miss one time. I love you. Have you ever stopped to think how much I got invested in you? I got hours of praying. I got hours of studying. I got nights of losing sleep in you. Now I'm going to tell you what. I can't let him quit. I'll do everything in my power to keep him from quitting because I've got blood, sweat, and tears invested in him. That's what hurts you about you killed children going wild. How much you got invested in them. Then they turn around. But let me tell you something. That ain't nothing. That ain't a drop in the bucket to what the Lord Jesus has got invested in us. That's why we ought to stay. That's why we ought to stick. That's why we ought to never give up and never quit. It's God invested His Son in us and Jesus invested His blood in us. We got the best invested in us. Let's go on. Let's get refreshed. Let's stay in the battle. Thanking God for those that have refreshed. One more thing. I got a few more, but I'm... I'm about out of gas. And uh, I'm I, I still hoping, I still got hope for some of you that hadn't got it yet. Turn to 2 Timothy chapter 1. 2 Timothy, I didn't, I, I'm not being ugly because a lot of preachers done a lot of preaching I never got. And sometimes I didn't get it till I got home. Sometimes I didn't get it till the next day. You can't, you can't always judge by what's happening out here right now. I tell you what, I went home, went to bed, and the Lord wake me up. I fell on something that was preached. I just thought it got, got it out quick because it irritated me. But the Lord brought it back, and God got some fruit out of it. Amen. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse number 16. The Bible says, The Lord give mercy unto the house of Onesiphorus, for he oft refreshed me and was not ashamed of my chain. But when he was in Rome, he sought me out very diligently and found me. The Lord grant unto him that he may find mercy of the Lord in that day. And how many things he ministered unto me at Ephesus, thou knowest very well. But I'm going to tell you what, if you'll refresh the man of God, God will take care of that. God will make it up to you somehow. The man of God may never be able to repay you for what you've done for him. But I'll tell you, Paul said, I'm praying for this old boy because he wasn't ashamed to stand with me. He wasn't ashamed when I was in chains. He all refreshed me. You'll be glad. You'll be glad you oft refreshed the old man of God and kept him going when he was troubled and discouraged and down. And you called him up and said, Preacher, we want to take you out to eat or I want to come up to church and pray with you. You're on my heart. Just refresh him. Let him know you care. Oh, Paul said, one day when it's all over, God's going to add it up. And it's going to be a good day 
for those that refresh the men of God. Oh, man, can you imagine one day on the judgment day when God's got old Paul up there and he said, I'd like to hand out some awards, Paul, for those that all refresh you. Oh, Nesimus, come on up here, boy. Oh, boy. Is that going to happen to you? Is that going to happen to me? Oh, God, help us tonight. God, help us tonight to be refreshed. Oh, that, that, that we might be freshed in this time that we're living in, how we need to be refreshed in the Lord and the things of the Lord. Man, I'm going to tell you what. God is a refreshing God. He's a refreshing God. Times of refreshing. Not time, but times of refreshing. And I hope this week will be that time for you. You know, I got to thinking about it. Spring's just about sprung down here. And these little cool fronts ain't going to make it much longer. But they sure have been refreshing. Boy, I'm like that old fellow Jerry Clower said about, said he, he asked folks to vote for him on the bunkum vote. Said he didn't have a right mind. And said, don't you know that fool got elected? And got up there and he put forth a bill. He said, I want to take February and put it over between July and August. He said, so we can be refreshed in the middle of the summer. Boy, I'm going to tell you what. I got to thinking about this. Here we go, pretty soon we're going to hit summertime. And I, I don't want to think about them love bugs that's coming. I don't want to think about that high humidity and heat that's coming. I want to think about them refreshing tomatoes and watermelons, cucumbers. God will refresh you times of refreshing even in the summer. But this is what I got to thinking about. God's got it set up where here we are we go through spring and flowers are beautiful and the weather's pretty good most of the time. And then we go into the summertime and the heat and the humidity. But it don't last forever. Just about the same amount of time from fall to spring. From spring back to fall and going through summer. God's got spring to refresh us and then God's got fall to refresh us. So in a whole 12 month period, God's just refreshing us. Yeah, we go through hard times. Yeah, we go through cold times. Yeah, we go through the summer heat. But boy, fall's coming. And you see them leaves start turning. I get excited. Now my flesh used to get excited because I knew hunting season was coming. But my spirit gets excited now because I'm looking for cool weather. And then after all that winter, man wrapping pipes and everything, all that snow we get down here, Man, I'm going to tell you what. <laughs> I tell you, from folks that's got used to snow growing up, you miss it a little bit. Some good old snow cream. But man, then comes springtime. And pretty soon we forgot about that cold weather. Times of refreshing. You know, God told the Jews, He said, I want you to let that land lay bare one out of every seven years. Let it refresh itself. And boy, there's the, there's the Jubilee year. Let everything start over again, recycle, so there can be some times of refreshing. God knows what He's talking about. God knows what He's doing. Friend, would you let God refresh you tonight? I don't know where you are. I don't know if you've got dry in your heart and your soul. But I believe tonight if you'll repent individually of anything in your life that needs to be repented of and turned from it, God will send a times of refreshing 
from the presence of the Lord. Now, I know He's with you. He said He'd never leave you nor forsake you. But I'm talking about them special times, them manifested presence times. I'll close with this. I was a young man, and I was not pastored, and I was raised in an environment where it said if you surrender to preach, you've got to go to college. And so I went to a college, Newton, Clark College in Newton, Southern Baptist College, Junior College. That's where my daddy had went. And I went up there, and I got in the biggest battle you ever seen in your life, got kicked out. Some of us preachers thought we would change the college. And boy, we called... We knew the people in the college wouldn't listen. We tried them and they wouldn't listen to us. So we called a meeting with the board of trustees. And to make a long story short, they come out there and they said, uh, that house you live in over on Preacher Hill, you better get right or we taking that benefit away. Benefit, 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 benefit. And man, I'm sitting there saying, are you trying to buy this preacher? Are you trying to tell me that you're going to kick me out of this college because I don't go along with these women wearing these short shorts on campus and all this other junk going on? Changing Bibles and all that? That ain't the way this college started. That ain't the way it was when my daddy was there. And they said, the few of us that was left, when they got through with that meeting, there wasn't but eight of us left out of 50. When they started calling names and benefits, they got up, and walked out and wouldn't sign the paper. Well, I went through all that, and they kicked us out. Then they reinstated us if we'd leave. <laughs> we'll give you credit for this year if y'all will leave. Man, I'll tell you, I've been kicked out about everywhere I ever went. A man is get kicked out of about everything needs refreshing. I'll tell you what, if you're here tonight and you're a preacher and you ain't ever got kicked out and asked to leave, you ain't worth nothing. Jesus got kicked out. Paul got kicked out. Man, you stand up for God, you're going to get kicked out. Your own family may kick you out. Well, I came home and some of the friends of the family had built a new house and they had an old house over on Dito Road. Off of Dito Road, they said, Preacher, you can live in it. Because we was going back to another school starting in the fall. And we got over there in that old house. And we in that old house, and we could put all our furniture in one room. So we had plenty of room. And I took one of them rooms, there wasn't nothing in it but carpet. And I made that my prayer room. And man, I'd get in there every night. Now I'm a young preacher and son, I done got a taste of the battle and, and I done got a taste of uh, the hate that religious people can have, the bitterness that religious people can have. And I'm in that room praying every night, God, what am I going to do now? What am I going to do now? My daddy's saying, slow down, slow down, you're going too fast. And I probably was. But man, I'm going to tell you what, I was burning it up. But I learned something. I learned, I don't care how much you burn it up. You better get along with God. You better take some time to get refreshed in your prayer room with God. And I'm in that room pouring my heart out to God. 
And I say, God, I need some help. I need you to touch me. Lord, I need you to confirm that I'm doing right. And Lord, show me if I'm doing wrong. Everybody was happy and congratulating me when I surrendered to preach. Took me out for dinner. Treated me like a king because I'm a preacher now. But you start preaching against sin, see what happens. Some of that same crowd's going to turn on you. Say, preacher, you done gone too far now. Man, I'm in that room one night and I'm praying. I done squall. There ain't no tears left. And I got my tear bottles filling up and I'm saying, God, help me. God, help me. And the manifested presence of God came in that room. I like to walk when I pray. I don't know about y'all. But I like to just pace back and forth or get out on an old field road somewhere and just walk and pray and pour my heart out to God. I'm walking around that room. But when the manifested presence of God came in that room, I couldn't stand no more. Down on my face I went. And the presence of God manifested itself and refreshed me. And when I got up, I got up a different preacher. My dad fasted for three days and three nights. And when he came out, he was a different preacher. Friend, listen. My message to the camp meeting is make sure you get those times of refreshing in your life or you'll dry up on the vine. You'll become a has-been. God don't want that to happen. Get refreshed. Let's stand for a moment.